Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So we teased this in the last couple videos of how to create a cool big bad guy or big bad girl room. How would we, like, some tips and stuff on that? Yeah, so first thing I would do is I would, um, so here's what you need to do. So um, plan out how big you need the room to be. Mm -hmm. Figure out if it's going to be natural stone or if it's going to be, like, work stone. So, like... Or typically it's a room. Let's just say it's a room for these encounters. And one of our things we talked about, like an outside garden, so you can use hallucinatory uh, terrain. Also fine because you're controlling the area, right? If you're going to have a, a death trap set in like the heart of Winterfell, for instance, where the, the tree is, then sure, that's fine too. Um, just someplace where the big bad is controlling. It's like their abode, their home, their seat of power. So they, they have had months, years, maybe even decades or even millennia, depending on if it's like a lich or something or a dragon to spend time planning their room of death. And if this is where they're at, this is kind of the nastiest part. And you want to think about this like video games too. When they, when a video game does this, it's normally a big room with traps, with a bunch of people. And then there's this big nasty thing that's fighting you. So think about it in terms of that. So create a room on graph paper or just regular paper. Do your five foot squares and at least have the room be planned on, my guess would be 20 by 20 squares. Mm -hmm. You may want to just look at what your gaming mat handles and just say that's as big as of a room as I want to create. And maybe I don't want to create a room that big. I would look at creating things like pillars I look at certain small walls, half walls, because again, if this person has been ready for battle, they're going to create like 50%, 75% cover, maybe almost even total cover with like walls where they just have the arrow slits from like medieval times in them. Um, those are really cool because that would provide you a great amount of cover. Um, and, you know, and then just figure out how many people would this big bad have with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like if the big bad's like level 15, you're going to stack level, you know, you're going to stack 15, uh, you know, ranged fighters that are also level 15 in there. They might have like 15 level six fighters with them or something along those lines. Now, the cool part about all this is you're going to set up your room so that you have choke points. A choke point is where the players have to move through a small area in order to um, for it to make sense and for it to work, uh, for them to move forward. And you're going to have spots where the big bad has the ability to get full cover, to heal, but also come back out to cast spells, those sorts of things. And then you're going to give them ancillary people to slow you down. Cause that's yeah. the idea. Um, every, you know, every video game, every storyline, right? It's not as simple as, oh, you get to fight the big bad by yourself. No. Mm -hmm. These people are villains and have lived a long time because they don't fight fair because fighting fair normally leads to you not having a kingdom and being killed. So they've lasted this long by not fighting fair. So why in the world would they start today? So build out your room with, I would say, if you're having a choke point, have the choke point have a pit trap maybe 10 feet in front of it. So if you directly come at the choke point, you could fall into a hole. Um, if the hole gets trapped and, you know, gets sprung and no one falls into it, great. Now you have a, a 10 foot hole that people have to walk around, which slows you down. Yep. And allows, again, choke points even more because now you got to go around one way or the other or really, you know, you have a five foot square on either side to get through. 
Now, of course, everybody that works for the big bad knows where everything is. So you just got to make sure as the GM, you know where things are. So as you're moving those people around, they're weirdly moving around stuff. And it could allow some of the players, the smarter ones, like, I mean, intelligence, like smart. I don't mean like actual players being smart or dumb. I just mean like their character has a good intelligence stat. Why would you step this way to go to the fighter? There has to be something there. There's something weird there. I don't know what it is, but you walked weirdly to get to me, which means you know something I don't because you live here. You know, because you're going to, the guys in his guard, his guards are going to know all the traps. And there could be pressure plates with darts. There could be pressure plates with, um, I mean, you could even go full out Indiana Jones, where there's a big, huge stone ball in the ceiling that drops down if you're not careful, you know. And all of his guys are bef- are behind it, you know, mm-hmm. causing you to run toward him. Um, there's all sorts of cool stuff you can do. And then if you combine it with our battlefield control spells and the hallucinatory terrain that we talked about, you could create some really cool scenarios where this room, this room is filled with a bunch of traps and people and choke points. And it really is just like, think of it like a death trap. And I would look at it as, um, there's a thing where you have what's called like a, I don't know what it's technically called. I call it like the murder X. So if I have people shooting from the right and people shooting from the left, there's a certain point where if you get within a certain range of them, both of them can hit you really easily. And now you're in like the murder X of being killed, this murder area. And I would put a trap in the very, like I keep, I'd want to keep my players in that murder square as much as I possibly could. So I would put a trap just in front of the murder X. So if you tried to run through it, you're going to hit the trap. Mm-hmm. And also creating more of a murder type of an area. Um, I would create things where uh, the bat, the mage at the end, like the big bad guy, normally is a mage. It just makes sense given their ability to do damage. Um, is able to do battlefield control spells to push the characters toward certain traps and lead them away from other areas. Um, you can also have it where. Everything's always moving upward. And what do I mean by that? Well, they walk into the room and 10 feet up is the, you know, there's a, there's like, it's like a stone pyramid type of thing. So they have to go up 10 feet. Well, conveniently, there's two sets of stairs that are only five feet wide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no, that's a choke point. So which do they go, do they split the party and go each side of stairs? Do they stay at the party and try to slough up the stairs? And both are trapped. Both are trapped. Both are, yeah, everything's nasty. Now, of course, remember, you don't want to put a trap right on the stairs. You want to put a trap right when they come off or on because this room is functional. And everybody that knows the room knows that there's a way through this. So I would never trap the square where the player, where you come off of the stairs. I would trap the squares next to that. Skip the ninth step on uh, on the staircase. Skip the eighth step on that staircase. Right. Or and the landings are fine on either side because but the the square to the left or the right of the landing may be trapped. The uh-huh. square in front of the landing may be trapped. The square to the left and in front may be trapped with different traps. As you come off this the staircase, dodge that cobblestone and go to this one instead. And what happens if half your party's up the stairwell and then your big bad cast wall of fire? Right halfway, on the stairwell. Right on the stair, halfway down the stairs to split the party, cause damage to those on either side. And now the one party on the, now the, the, now the, the more people on the back, which typically are your spell casters and your ranger, your ranged fighters are separated. They're now separated. And the army is now coming down 
you know, a good chunk of little dudes like goons are coming down the other stair set yep. to take them out. Because the goons that your fighter could get through in one or two turns could be three or four turns for your spellcasters because they don't have the HP. Or they don't have the AC. Right. So think about this in terms of that. How do I separate the party? How do I control the room? Do I like the concept of everything is raised? So you get up, there's like 20 feet squares, you know, 20 feet of, you know, no matter how wide your thing, it doesn't matter. But for 20 feet, you're on this area and then there's another set of stairs. And the stairs don't are never, like they're never in line. Mm-hmm. So you come off one set of stairs, you have to move over a number of squares to get to another set of stairs. And you have to move over to get another set of squares. And it could be like two sets of stairs, one set of stairs, two sets of stairs, one set of stairs, three sets of stairs. And then finally you're at this altar in this diocese. And there is the big bad finally, who's run out a lot of spells, but you have two. You know what I mean? And your guys are bloody and they're fighting and it's just nasty. And that's how I would do it is create these murder rooms, if you, for lack of a better word, and make sure that my mage is ready to go. That said, rolling up characters is one of the hardest things you can do. So Jacob and I have rolled up 12 classes with seven uh, characters each. like 10 classes, no. seven-ish characters each. Thanks. Listen to him. Point is, uh, it is a ton of, uh, you get level 1, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, and 18 level yes. wizards, warlocks, sorcerers, rogues. All the classes in the player's handbook for 5e. Yep, except we swapped out the ranger for a ranged fighter because, trust us, it's they, better that way. They tanked the ranger so bad in 5. But this book will be coming out in the next short couple of days if it's not already out. Um, and if you check the show notes, you'll see our, uh, first book, but if you go to our website, which is skullrpg.com, I will have a link to the new book there when it comes out. If you go to our resources page, which is at the end of this podcast, it's always at the end of our podcast. I'll have a link to our book there as well. And if you want to potentially get it for free, we haven't decided if we're doing that yet or not, but you'll definitely have options for free books in the future. You can go to our website, sign up for our free course on how to do a three-act campaign, get into our mailing list, because we'll be notifying our mailing list as soon as we drop the book and we feel like it's, you know, good. Because you, you, always, you always have to upload a book like three or four times into Amazon. It's a little ridiculous. But once you do that and we feel good with it, we'll notify our email list first to let them know that it's there. And if we're providing any sort of discounts or free versions of it, you guys will have access to it right there. So that's yep. our gift to you. But again, I don't know who you are listening to this. I only know who you are if you sign up for our email list and you can get a free course out of the deal, which is pretty good. So thank you guys very much and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.